And on front page with me this morning, Vanita Tan, Managing Editor of Islamic Finance News. Also, Francis Paulsia, columnist at Malaysia Kini. Good morning, folks. Good morning. Good morning, Shash. Good morning. Okay, so uh, Zakir Knight, he's been in the news a lot lately. Tuan had this to say about him. To be permanent resident, he cannot participate in politics. You can preach, but he wasn't doing that. So he crossed the line. Should the government consider relooking his PR status, Francis? What are your thoughts? In fact, I would think that the uh, a lot of of time has been wasted mm-hmm. going after him. You know, I would have uh, thought that that should have been done as soon as Pakatan Harapan took over mm. on May 9th. Unfortunately, we have to wait for such a long time, you know, before something happened and when we took action. So now, all the truth have been revealed. And I think that the government now is doing the right thing by taking a very serious action against mm-hmm. him. Yeah, he's been banned in various states. It's about time, my friends, you know. Right. Vanita, w- w- what are your thoughts here? Well, well, I agree that, you know, I'm not particularly fond of this character and I don't think that he deserves the kind of public platform that he has been getting. Um, but at the same time, I think in terms of reviewing his PR status, should only be done if he truly has committed a crime mm-hmm. in that sense. Simply because I think that I mean, freedom of speech, right? We're talking about freedom mm-hmm. of speech. So what he's mentioned, what he has obviously stirred, um, but at the same time, we also have to consider why is it is such a big deal. I think it reflects really on also how we consider how sensitive we are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if that say Malaysia is truly united as we say that we are, we like to think that we are, something, comments like this should not really phase us. Personally, that's, that's, mm. I think it does reflect uh, in terms of like, maturity, how we tackle um, situations like this. Well, we're still waiting to see what Tun and what the Home Ministry has to say about his PR status, aren't we? It's mm-hmm. still kind yeah, of being under assessed review. Yep. under review. Well, coming up, uh, Malaysians should continue supporting newspapers. That is the big headline from The Star. We'll find out how relevant print media is today next here on Light. On front page with me this morning, Francis Paulsia, colonist at Malaysia Kini, and Venita Tan, managing editor at Islamic Finance News. And the people should continue buying and reading newspapers as a sign of support for the local media, says Bernama Chairman Datuk Sri Azman Ujang. He says the media industry is facing a lot of challenging times following the IT boom, which had drastically reshaped the entire media landscape. I guess the question is, are they relevant? Are newspapers relevant today? What are your thoughts, Vanita? I think absolutely. <laughs> Whether or not they are as relevant as they were 10 years ago, even say five years ago, probably not. But it doesn't mean they're irrelevant. I think if we look at circulation numbers, if you go by that, we see um, circulation actually dropping on a year-on-year basis. And it's actually quite worrying that sense, you know, mm-hmm. but still the numbers are what, in the millions. We're talking about like circulation of about 1.7 million last year and that's only circulation, not readership. Right. Um, I think the way we consume media information has definitely changed. The model, the business model has definitely changed. So I think it is a combination, you know, between newspaper as well as a digital uh, news. Mm. Mm. What are your thoughts, um, Francis? As someone who came from the printed media a long time ago, I would say that it must be recognized that the days of the printed media, I wouldn't say is you know, not going to be there anymore, but better brace yourself for more bruising times. Mm-hmm. And it does affect. And most of us will not want to read today's news tomorrow. We want to read today's news today. 
Yeah. And and that, that's the role where new sporters are playing. Yeah. I, mean, I, say, I don't want the newspapers to die. I hope they're still there. Yeah. I mean, with Utusan folding its doors tomorrow, it looks pretty bleak for print media, doesn't it? I have great sympathy for yeah. Utusan journalists. I hope it's to be there, but tomorrow is the last day I've heard. I know. I think absolutely it, it is a very bleak picture, but let's just say, I, I like to use the example, say like books, right? Mm-hmm. When when e-books came about, they said, oh my God, this, you know, books are now dead. Printed books are now dead. But we, in the US, we are seeing a lot more independent bookstores opening. You know, people are still buying books. Yeah. Yes, let's say if you look at US media, a lot of newspapers are closing or they're downsizing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they still generate more revenue than online advertising oh, right I did not know that yes. yeah, okay. yeah. Well, so it's still a money maker so okay I mean I haven't picked up a newspaper for years I was at a coffee shop there the other go. day uh, yeah but I was at a coffee shop without data the other day and uh, there was a newspaper lying there on the on the counter so I picked it up and I actually enjoyed reading it for the first time in like years I thought oh this is nice it, it, the, the text yes type, the, you know and, and that's something that, that that you can't get from reading mm-hmm. news online right and and, and the thing is if you remember, like, I read news online all the time, but I get bits of pieces of information. If I want to really know what's happening, like a comprehensive view, mm-hmm. I pick up a newspaper. I still do that. All right. Do you, Francis, still pick up a paper? I haven't for a long time, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> coming from a veteran newsman, that's, that's pretty bleak. Well, coming up is Linus, and it looks like the government will be going with the expert view. We'll find out what our panelists think about that next here on Light. On front page with me this morning, Vinita Tan, Managing Editor, Islamic Finance News. Also, Francis Paul Sia, columnist at Malaysia Kini. And where Linus is concerned, uh, Tun has said that the government will be going with the expert view, not uh, listening to what the popular view is, what the right yet want, which is basically Linus out of here. What are your thoughts on this, um, Francis? Should the government go by popular view or the expert's view with regards to, you know, all this toxic waste? I think we have to go both ways. Now, the important thing here is that whatever, whoever the experts are, please let us know. So far, the government has not revealed, you know, who are the people, you know, who have been advising the government. Now, uh, they have said that they will put out a, a document, you know, later. But why must it be later? Why not do it now before the furor and the uproar comes yeah. up? You know? Lay the fears of the people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think both are important. But let us know who the experts are. Your thoughts, Vinita? Absolutely, I also agree. Uh, I do think we need to take into consideration both expert and what the public wants, right? So all that we are hearing is that experts have said that there's not toxic, it's Mm -hmm. okay, it's not dangerous. Okay, that was one of the main concerns, but that's not the only concern that we have, right? We have concerns about the infrastructure, how are they disposing their waste, things Mm -hmm. like that. And you have not really addressed that. So just because you're going with the expert view, it doesn't mean that you have to disregard what the public think. And these are real concerns impacting real lives. And this definitely should be uh, also taken into consideration. Now, in your personal opinion, do you think Linus should continue to operate in giving? Personally, I don't think so. If we look at it from an economic point of view, right, what's the purpose of having them here? When you talk about like multiplier effect and all these creating jobs, da da da. But you know, they've got what, a 12 year tax break? That's not really contributing to our economy, mm. right? And you know, we have concerns about multiplier effects. So I, I don't really 
see the kind of like economic mm. contribution. If let's say we want to position ourselves as say like welcoming for other parties to come here, is that the kind of uh, Malaysia that I want? That you see me as as a in a way a dumping ground for like toxic waste. Right. And it's compounded by the fact you know with the whole issue, Pierce issue about the recycling waste, yes, the plastic waste. You know, plastic waste. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we really want? you know, our country to be viewed that way. All right. Your thoughts? Should Linus stay? Uh, the, the other important question which uh, begs for answer is, now they renew it, the license for six months. After six months, then what? Will it be another six months or a year? That, again, is not very really known. Mm. This is a question which must let us know. All right. Definitely everyone's just watching to see what happens after six months' time. Now, uh, something a little closer in timeline-wise is the recession in 2019. Is it likely or unlikely? Well, we'll get our panelists' thoughts on that next here on Light. On front page with me this morning, Francis Paulsia and Vinita Tan. It looks like the Maybank Kim Eng Group says a recession in 2019 is unlikely, but there is a possibility of it happening in the second half of 2020. We've been talking about a recession now for the past five years. First of all, before we get into it, what constitutes a recession? Uh, a recession, as we all know, is a temporary decline. Uh, industrial activities. Uh, but if you talk about recession, I think there are two, two type of people, you know. It means different things to different people. For economists, they'll be talking about the decline in exports, imports, the decline of the GDP. For people like you and me, perhaps, we're talking about why is my purchasing power so low now? Mm-hmm. And we will be asking questions like, why are so many uh, supermarkets closing down? You know, you know this, uh, this means different things to different people. But I think, are we not in the recession now? Well, technically we're not, right? Technically, technically we're not. Yeah. So a recession technically means negative economic or GDP growth for two consecutive quarters. And we're actually seeing great uh, growth the uh, most recent quarter, right? On the second quarter is 4.9%. Before mm-hmm. that was 4.5%. Mm-hmm. So that is growth. And I think that's why Maybank came out and say it's unlikely that we will see um, a recession this year, despite global economic concerns that we will see a global recession um, in, in other parts of the world. Right. What now I think the finance minister, you know, God bless him, you know, he's doing a good job. I think he has to also focused on other matters rather than to talk about the, the weaknesses of the former Prime Minister and getting the, the mm. things back, you know, from 1MDB. There are other more important things. Right? And the focus yeah. should be there as well. Looking after the people's welfare now, I think it's more important. This is how I feel about it anyway. All right. Well, absolutely. Coming up, netizens welcome MCMC's offensive posts oversight move. We'll find out more on front page next here on Light. On front page with me this morning, Vinita Tan, uh, Managing Editor of Islamic Finance News, also Francis Paulsia, columnist at Malaysia Kini. And many netizens are happy that a complaints channel has been set up to combat insensitive posts on race, religion and royalty um, on social media and other online media platforms. This is, of course, MCMC's uh, latest move. Um, how would this actually help combat insensitive posts? I mean, people complain and then what? What happens? Yeah, so now we have a complaint channel, which is great. Next is actually implementation, right? So, mm. like you or not, I love the internet, but it has become a hotbed for a lot of hatred or hate, hate talk, and, hate talk, you yeah. know. So, and I think people do that is because they hide behind anonymity, right? So now that we have a channel and sort of like holding people accountable, mm-hmm. this, I believe, will help to reduce the kind of negative 
uh, talks or happening online cyberbullying, you know, things like that. Your thoughts, uh, Francis? Sometimes I worry a lot about the uh, government uh, bringing new programs, which I, you know, whether it is necessary or not in the first place. For example, this complaints uh, department or whatever you call it, how many people are actually guilty in social media, you know, of being abusive? Say 1,000 people out of 15 million Malaysians using on social media? Yeah. Is it necessary or not for MCMC? that is the Ministry of Information, mm-hmm. yeah, to, to come up with such programs whenever, you know, just a few people are, are actually involved or are abusing the position. I think it's not right. I think I, I wouldn't say that it's unnecessary, but I think that our focus to be on other more important things right. than this. I actually think it's really important. I mean, if we look at keyboard warriors or this issue about people playing up political sentiments these are serious issues I mean if you look at how even say like fake news is being spread Mm -hmm. don't you think there's some sort of regulation needed in one way or another and if we want to remove politics or race from from the equation Mm. cyberbullying is a real thing you know where where we've seen kids you being driven to suicide because of yeah. things that are being said online. Yeah, I think also we need to define what Absolutely. constitutes an offensive post as well, yeah? Yeah, I mean, regulating mm. the internet or social media is easier said and it's extremely complicated because what sensitivity, right? How do you define that? Like, it changes with time. It's very specific to, to culture, to a period of time. How do we do that? How do we actually outline what is considered sensitive? How do we prevent this being abused as, you know, one way to shut uh, freedom of speech in a way Mm -hmm. maybe it's a good move well it's something we're definitely watching to see how mcmc actually wants to implement and carry this out